Welcome to Experience University, where we aim to educate, inspire, and empower individuals who wish to design transformational experiences. Now your host, Dr. Kristen Malik. Hello, hello, everybody. We are up now for another epic episode of the Experience University podcast. And if you have not been watching this on YouTube, which we have this season, you will want to log into the YouTube video for this because Marcus is so animated. He has an epic background and I have my pen that says this meeting that could have been an email. And this is not one of those meetings. This meeting with Marcus is one you definitely want to be live for listening on the podcast from audio or from video as well. Today's guest we have is Marcus Weiss. Epic person, actor, clown, teacher, improv aficionado, director, neurocoder, all of these things. And you should be watching the video because he's already like, oh my gosh, performer first, improver, like all the things. So epic. Marcus, thank you so much for being here. Anything I missed? Because there was a lot there. <laughs> Anything you missed? There, there could be a lot that you missed because we are all of infinite potential. So Dare I say, yes, you missed everything, maybe. Who knows? Because I love this already. I love this. You're just so epic. And I love the fact I texted Marcus the other day. I said, hey, just want to make sure we're on. He sent me a selfie because he was backstage at Cirque du Soleil as a clown with full face makeup. And that is what you're going to expect. You have no idea what you're going to hear today. I'm, I'm ready for it. Are you ready for it? I am absolutely ready for it. <laughs> okay. I am ready for it. And may I yeah. reframe it a little bit by saying, I said this right before we came on camera, ready is a fallacy. Hmm. Nobody knows what the future holds. Anybody listening to this or watching this, if you can foretell the future, then get off this podcast immediately and go sell that knowledge because nobody can foretell the future and how this is relevant to you. I believe this. Mm -hmm. Look forward into the positive possibility of what might happen next. And yes, you might be fully prepared. And knowing that we're not entirely ready sets us up for ironically being quote unquote ready. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, if there was any psychics listening in, I'm sure they logged off now. Oh no. <laughs> I already, I'm already living for this. I mean, Marcus, you're, you're so great. So let's jump in. So you have been a performer and you've also been a director. You've been part of events. You've also run your own events. So first question, we're just going to dive in. I have no idea exactly what's going to come out of your mouth and I am living for it. What are things in your mind from a performer or from an event perspective, what are things that event planners are missing right now? What is just like they're overlooking or they're not incorporating or it could be better. What in your mind are we missing? In this moment, what comes to heart and I say heart on purpose, as opposed to what comes to mind is that I believe that our feelings in here of wanting to be connected to each other and to the world at large is what drives all of us. And so perhaps it's that perspective going into events 
that might be missing for people. And that that feeling of of connection to each other and and the world and our shared mission can be different from event to event. It could be, okay, we want to get connected to our drive. We want to get connected to our ability to celebrate together. We want to get connected to our, our sense of being a family. And so that, I believe, that perspective going into any event is really, really uh, key, I believe. Because we all started, and I hope this is not news to anyone, <laughs> in, in a belly. We all started in a belly. And again, maybe in the future we won't. But in the meantime, we all started being embraced for no reason other than we existed. Mm-hmm. And we felt that everything was great and everything was okay. And we were loved and we were enough. And we heard this thing. And that was, that was a heartbeat. And we knew we had one inside of us and we made this like music together. And that was our universe. That was amazing. And then we come out and we're instantly miserable because the (laughs) world is a hard place. It's, it's tough out there. Can we all agree that the world is, you know, it's a, it's a crazy place. It's a hard place. It's a challenging place. And yet we're all here. We're taking steps forward. To, to get out of bed, to put clothes on. And we're all moving towards something. And what is that? Is to feel some kind of oneness with our environment and some kind of meaning in our life. And I know this sounds kind of highfalutin. And yet, why do we put events on? It's for a purpose to get somewhere, to get some kind of a feeling at the end. And I think that perspective, that grand perspective of what are we stepping into is possibly what's missing as we get caught up in the ultimately very the logistics of getting stuff done yes oh my (laughs) if you're not watching the video you have to because like marcus is like being born like he's like i am being born every moment (laughs) that's kristen that's it you're being born every moment is a new moment is a new moment of being born and i know i know kristen you've done some improv yourself if i may share that with the audience and as we know every moment is new and it's our choice to open our eyes to that moment and see what is this moment bringing to us? Is it, is it learning? Is it enthusiasm? Is it challenge? Is it something? And then step into it and then, yes, do the things. Yes. Activities. <laughs> I would just, I just was in an improv show on Tuesday and yes. there was two people in the show. It was like their first show and they were having like full on anxiety attacks. But the minute they got into it, the minute they were done with their first game or whatnot of the performance, they were so into it. So yes, just doing the thing. I want to jump into our second question now. There's been so much discussion around exactly what you're talking about, community building, connection, and feeling. And it's kind of interesting in our field right now, from my perspective, the perspective of me. For example, one of the events that I was at earlier this year is very indicative of what happens at a lot of events where they just assume if they get a small group of people together into a room by themselves, say first time attendees, they put them all together in a room and they give them a bar that like magically they're going to connect and they're going to talk to people. And people left saying, I've never felt more lonely. I never felt because there was no structured connection. So if you're there by yourself, you're already out of place. You already feel alone. And then you're just like, add some alcohol to the mix if you drink. Right. And then all of a sudden you're going to open up and talk to people and other people are already there. They might already be clicky. You're there by yourself. It's not very comfortable. As someone who's performed and as someone who's run events as well, There's like a really fine line between over planning every moment of the event or experience and then being super loose. Like, it's okay, it's all gonna work out. There's a super fine line there. 
So Mm. how would you describe that line, where that line should be for everyone who's on listening or watching on the podcast, you know, who are trying to navigate that line? How do you deal with that? Well, the structure of an event in my imagination, my hallucination is that the reason we put structures in place is again, to get to a certain feeling for everyone is to get to that goal of the event is to get to the things that we need to say that we need to share in order to get to that final result, I suppose, or that deliverable of the event. And then within, within that structure, everybody's trying to do their job. Right. And then all of a sudden somebody's trying to, you know, the, the projectionist is trying to get to the, the slides and, and this person's trying to get to the speech and this person is, oh, everybody's trying to do their job. And in that gets sometimes lost again, that feeling that we want, that we want to get to. So I think one of the things that we can do is intentionally apply the things individually and as a, and as a group of those running the event, those sort of in charge of the event of getting ourselves to that place of keeping perspective meaning that we all get together and learn, like take a deep breath, put a smile on your face and remember what the purpose is of this event. In the moment, out of anxiety or maybe exuberance, we don't just say the first thing that comes to mind. We don't just do the first thing that comes to mind. We don't just cut that dish. We don't just eliminate that slide. We don't just cut the speech. We go like, okay, hang on. That person's speech is very important because it serves this purpose. Is there a way to shorten it? And the person giving the speech, for example, do they have a 30 second version of the speech versus a five minute version of the speech? Do they know how to deliver their message in less time? And can we prepare for that ahead of time? Or what are the essential slides that we can show? Is there a way to have an alternate slide? Is there a way to have an alternate slide, a backup thing? Is there somebody in the company that can deliver something without a microphone if the microphone goes out? Is there somebody among us who can shout and project? Are we noticing that some people are alone, right? As opposed to being connected, we want people to be connected. What can we do in this moment to include them? Do we turn the volume down? Is there somebody in the company who can start a conga line? Mm -hmm. You know, yes, the conga line wasn't wasn't part of the plan. Might be a little out there, but is there a way to, to, and and because we have the conga line now, What's going to happen to the rest? And somebody might go like conga line, but then somebody again, take a deep breath and go, yes, except connection and celebration was our focus. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So I believe it starts with the greater vision and it's like everything. It's like weddings. Hello, everybody. Who started with like, we just want to hug a tree because we love each other. (laughs) And all of a sudden we're stressing out in the middle of the wedding. Because we're like, where's the cheese? Like, oh, what, what do you mean we don't have any, any, any of the, the Gruyere? The Gruyere is missing. And like, you know, so we have to remember what it's about. I hope this was helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So you and I, I would say, are very solid polymaths. We see the overlaps of everything. We train in lots of different areas because we see how it's all related. So I was so fascinated when I was reading your bio and hearing your background and meeting you for the first time and hearing all the things you were doing. And it was like actor and clown and improv and instructor and all these things. And then it was like neurocoding. Now, for everyone who's listening to the podcast, (laughs) in season seven, we were all about designing behavior change. And so there was a lot of neuroscience last season. And I was instantly fascinated. And I do not think professional clown will be in my future. But I want to hear about neurocoding. What is it? How would you describe it? And how do you use it in the work that you're doing? 
Okay, fabulous. So officially, neuroencoding is, and I'm going to read this, the language of our nervous system and how it pertains to how we function as human beings, as well as how we use that information to get the very best out of ourselves. And by that, I mean, neuroencoding is a modality, is a way for us to learn how to default to behaviors that serve us. Mm-hmm. That's it. To default to feelings of joy or to default to courage or default to confidence, that kind of a thing, so that we can do things that can change our patterns of behavior, our habits. And at first it's discipline and then it becomes a habit and then it becomes you. And so it's essentially boils down to this. As I think, so I feel. As I feel, so I do. And I like to do little moves with this. As I do, so I have. And I like to add this. As I have, so I give. And we can get into that in different ways. And frankly, I came to neuro encoding via the performer director route. And performers do that on stage. They take a script and they go, oh, this is how the character thinks. And they go, oh, I'm going to get into this. And they get into the thoughts of the character. And that gives them these feelings. And that and that makes them do things with their body. And then the, and then the result is joy in the audience or exuberance in the audience or or whatever it is. Or the smashing of the bottle on stage. Or, uh, actually, that's that, that might not happen. <laughs> so the thoughts we have create the feelings and create the impetus to do things in our lives and our lives are a result of the decisions that we make to do, to do activities, right? Yeah, and that, that's what creates what that. we have in our lives. And so, and for me, what we have in our lives is, is what is the cup from which we can give. That's what neuroencoding is. So I help people default to looking into frankly, positive possibilities in their lives and yeah. to even go to a place of positive expectancy, which brings us back to the future. Okay. <laughs> if people are not watching this video they have got to watch this video because you're just like it's so absolutely incredible so i see on your shirt the joy experience yes. i hear you talk a lot about joy even in the last answer talking about joy and i know that you also run run a program around joy so first tell us what the joy experience is how you got there from your history to where you are now and then tell us a little bit about your program because i think we could all use a little more joy in our life Yes. Okay. So people often ask me when I show up, Marcus, do you just wake up with this you know, excitement and energy? And I go, no, no, I don't. No, I don't. Who does? I don't pop out of bed like a jack in the box. No, of course not. No. In fact, I wake up like this. Maybe your audience recognizes this. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my gosh. Like any person in their fifties. Okay. So then I take my fingers and I go like this. It's going to be a great day. Okay. I know that this happens to me because my brain believes me in that moment. Your brain believes you for just a moment. If you vividly imagine something. So if you tell yourself it's going to be a great day in that moment, you look forward to it a little bit because it changes how you think and changes how you feel. And so it changes a little bit of what I do with my body. And then I stretch my body and I do all that so that I can show up with some kind of energy and looking forward to the day because there was a time when I didn't want to wake up at all. And I would wake up and I would literally open my eyes and I would say, oh no, not again. And then all I saw ahead of me was stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. And then, you know, it was coming straight at me. 
And then I'm going like, oh, there it comes. That's the future, right? That's the future of this day. And then you head towards exactly what you don't want. You usually head towards it. That's what people do. And I would get it. And at the end of the day, I would close my eyes and I would go like, thank God. The irony of it all, my favorite time of the day was being unconscious at night. And I would go, thank goodness, I, I don't have to see anything for a while. And then I would wake up and do it all over again. And I still had this kind of hope, right? I was still this guy up here, but from the neck down. And that's this part of this part of me was kicking under the water like crazy. But I knew I could be happier. I knew that I wanted to be excited about life, meaning I wanted to wake up. And I did. I found somebody, this happened to be a speaker, ninjaed their way into my heart. And I found myself all of a sudden like jumping up and down. Me, I'd been a performer for decades. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. It's not just my brain that's jumping up and down going, I know I can be happier. But my whole system was like, what? This is what life could feel like? And I, all of a sudden, I could wait to get up in the morning and I didn't want to go to bed. I was making YouTube live videos until like 1 p.m. at night because I just wanted to give back. I was like, people, people, I have a vision and you too can have faith. And if you can't have faith, then at least there's hope, everybody. And so and all of a sudden I knew how to in an instant, just like now, change what I focus on, which changes how I feel, which changes what I do, which changes what I have. And now it's changing what I give back. And listen, it doesn't have to be this kind of version it's whatever your your version is there's things that you can do like physically there's exercises and then there's things that we can do together and that's where the joy experience came from and i developed an online program that's that's two and a half hours on one day and two and a half hours the next day so that we can reconvene and see how these things helped you for in even just a week and how your life can change for even a week and even within a week people that i've coached that come up to me and they say marcus you know life has never been the same my life is, you know, my, my, my life has changed. And even within 45 minutes, I, I run sessions called a beat of joy. I do that every week here in Las Vegas at Tahiti village. People come up to me afterwards and their eyes are aglow and everywhere from a, from a Vietnam veteran to a mother of five to like seven year old kids that come up to me and they're like, what just, what just happened to me? And I say to them, you did that. Yeah. And you can do more of it. It's not a momentary thing. It's not the circumstances. It is something in you was empowered to change. And the key is, can you change again? Any moment, any day in any part of your life? And the answer to that is yes. And <laughs> the way to do that is to connect with somebody who can help you. And that somebody can be Kristen or that somebody can be me. Mm -hmm. I love, I love all of it. Oh my gosh. I mean, you're so just infectious and like magnetic in such a positive way. Like you're just so okay. like whenever, like literally the first time I met you, I was like, we have to be friends. You have no choice. <laughs> you I have, have, no, choice. You have no choice. We have to be friends. And then we sat next to each other at that Thai restaurant and we were just like, we're friends forever now. Okay. As we're wrapping up the podcast here, Last key question before we get to contact information. What is your like one takeaway for everyone listening to the podcast, event planners, designers, experienced designers, students who are getting into this? If you had one key takeaway, what would that be? Connection. Mm -hmm. 
If you have made it to the end of this podcast, then one thing you were looking for is a sense of connection and not only a connection to Kristen and myself, the Marcus Weiss experience, but a connection to something inside of you. You're seeking some kind of connection to the world, to some kind of meaning. And that comes from a feeling of fulfillment, of gratitude, of I can do this, whatever it is. So I believe that the one thing that I want people to take away is keep going out and connect to your dream, to your intentions, to, to your family, to your community, to your company, to your event. Keep seeking Keep going for that thing that is that is driving you and, and connect to feel a oneness with that person, that community, that universe, and ultimately the world, because I think that's that's what drives us. That's so beautiful and so true. It's so true. And we're talking a lot about community and connection, and that's so prominent in our field right now. So if people want to check out the joy experience, they want to check out your program, they want to check out your other things, they want to connect with you, they feel that bond and your excellent good juju energy you're putting out in the universe. How do they do that? So I am the Marcus Weiss experience. Mm-hmm. .com. That is my, that is my website. You can go there. You can email me directly at the Marcus Weiss experience at gmail.com. The Marcus Weiss experience again on Instagram. I am Marcus Jacob Weiss on Facebook. And through that, the joy experience is coming up on the 30th of March. That's the first session. And the second session is on the 6th of April. So if anybody wants to sign up for that, my links and connections are both on my website as well as in the bios on Facebook and Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm Marcus Weiss on LinkedIn. So that's a lot of Marcus Weiss and the Marcus Weiss experience, (laughs) but you can be your own experience, right? And you're creating your own experiences out there as event planners. So my wish for everyone is that The Marcus Weiss experience becomes the joy experience, becomes your experience. And that's what it's all about. I want to connect to you. And and here we are. And I hope we can keep connecting to you and your audiences. Absolutely. I will make sure all of those are down below in the show notes. Or, I mean, at this point, you could just Google Marcus Weiss experience and get all the things. Yes. <laughs> there we go. There. Yes. But Marcus, thank you so much for being on this podcast and for being on this video, for being who you are as a human being, as an inspiration, as a positive energy in our universe that we so need right now. I am so grateful for you. And just thank you for your time because I don't take it for granted. Thank you, Kristen. I thank you for this honor and this privilege and this absolute joy of of being here together with you and your audience. Thank you. Absolutely. For all of those who are listening, make sure to log in every Friday to wherever you listen to your podcast or check us out on YouTube. New this season, season eight. We are also on YouTube. Make sure to react, like, do all the things, write comments, share with your friends because we are dishing up the epicness and we are so excited to have everyone log in. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Experience University podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.